everybody. We're back after a week-long hiatus. We all decided to take Thanksgiving off because it's been a very, very long semester. Yes, uh, we has. are back with 6x6 Theater, the podcast where we talk through movies on one of the world's tiniest screens. My name is Tim Nacy. I am the multimedia editor around here and a person who is just kind of burnt out from just a long semester. I really don't have a lot left in me. <laughs> and uh, with me, as always, is Will L.G. Stevens, our arts and entertainment editor. How you doing today, Will? I'm doing good, man. Glad to be back yeah, in we here. We had a little bit of a rough staff meeting a minute ago, uh, but it's been a Super long day. long? <laughs> Very long, yeah. A lot of people trying. Uh, so, yeah, it was a holiday week, uh, so... Unfortunately, yeah, there there wasn't as much time for watching movies as 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 usual. Lots of running around. I know that sounds like the opposite of what should be true, but you know, it just it just happens. Sometimes you just want to just veg out a little bit and don't want to think about anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, both the movie reviews that we're gonna be doing this week are mine. I grabbed uh, I grabbed a couple of movies uh, here and there just just by my fingernails, just because like I I, I kind of didn't feel like watching either of them. <laughs> Uh, but I figured, you know what, we need a show, so let's uh, let's get a show. All right, All right you did so... your you did your part. <laughs> I do my best. All right, so the the first movie that I watched, uh, I went I went and saw this one over the weekend. Um, it came out on Wednesday, I believe, last Wednesday, November twenty fourth, uh, Encanto, which is the latest Disney musical. Um, it is directed by Jared Bush and Byron Howard. Uh, it stars uh, Stephanie Beatriz, uh, who you might recognize as uh, Rosa Diaz from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine unrecognizable honestly in this role because she's so happy and positive <laughs> it's animated too right it is yeah okay so i just mean i just mean like the voice you would oh, not because, okay. because, because like, <laughs> she she talks she talks like, a, like Tim, it, it's animated <laughs> in, in 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 yeah exactly yeah she yeah. did, she, she, she did so, uh, <laughs> yes exactly i'm i'm that person who thinks that disney movies are live action yeah. like, my god yeah. her performance is transformative the prosthetics <laughs> in this movie no yeah but, but yeah that's what i meant to say is that okay. um yeah, she plays. I don't know if you watched that show, Will. Um, she plays. She plays one of the detectives at the police precinct, and uh, she's like the she's like the the angry badass. Mm-hmm. And she talks with like this like her her voice is like a full octave lower than it is in real life. Oh, so wow. if you ever hear her talk, you don't recognize Rosa Diaz. Yeah. It's like wow, Stephanie Beatriz is a happy person. She pl- she's such a good actor because she can play Rosa Diaz so well. Uh, it also stars uh, Maria Cecilia Botero and John Leguizamo. Ooh, I, I love actually him. was not aware that he was in this movie, and <laughs> I thought he was Adam Sandler at first. <laughs> he sounds like like when his character comes up, he sounds just like Adam Sandler. Really? Like him, him, him and Adam Sandler have like a very similar voice. I was kind of now that's all I'm gonna think when I see him in the movies. <laughs> John Leguizamo, his 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 defining role obviously was uh, Luigi <laughs> in the Mario Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah, I can't ever get him out of the head from Spawn. It's a clown. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I, I oh. like I said. I, I, I've, I've only seen a few. You I gotta mean, watch that just for his performance. I, I, I need, I need to catch up on more John, John Leguizamo because yeah. I, for the, the, the little bits of stuff that I've seen him in, I've, all, I've, always, I've always liked him. His stand up's pretty funny too. Oh yeah, I didn't even know he did stand up till a few years ago. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny. I'm gonna have to have a look at it. Uh, so this movie focuses on an early 20th century Colombian family who were given magical abilities after a tragedy 50 years beforehand. Um, I'm not up on my Colombian history, uh, but it definitely looks like European invaders. <laughs> okay. European invaders ran them out of town. You know, it's not exactly explicitly shown, but you do see a little bit of blonde hair on one of the shadowy figures. So, I mean, and honestly, uh, there weren't too many people operating. <laughs> Yeah. In that in that sphere around right. that time, it, 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 it's not 
a hard and fast rule, but the odds are pretty good that if something horrible happened in South America or North America, for that matter, around that time, it was probably yeah, it was probably the Europeans. Nine times out of ten, yeah. <laughs> uh, this move, the move, this the the movie centers around uh, Mirabelle, who is played by Stephanie Beaches, who uh, for whatever reason uh, wasn't given any magic powers. Um, there's 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 this whole thing where. They're, 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 they were like carrying candles and like trying to find a new home because they got run out of town by the uh, by the invaders, and um, the the grandpa he sacrificed himself in some way, shape, or form. Obviously, it's a, it's a Disney movie. You don't really see what happens. Right. He was probably horrible things probably happened to him. Yeah. I have to imagine. Um, that's Disney's that's Disney's strength, implying horrible things but not actually showing them to you. Exactly. Um, when he through that act of sacrifice, there was some kind of godlike being, maybe like maybe like a maybe more of like an essence in the universe, like the force or something, that uh, caused the candle that the grandma was holding to like uh, you know spread, it, it grows like tribal tattoo looking markings and it starts to glow really bright and suddenly you know the, the all, all all the people in her bloodline now have some kind of some kind of magic ability they all have different things somebody's got somebody's got super strength somebody uh somebody can um has like super hearing one person can talk to animals <laughs> all that kind of stuff yeah. and uh that's the, and, and 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 this then this magic sentient house builds around them and and uh, basically what happens is every every um whenever a child is born and they come of a certain age is probably like 5 6 years old or something like that yeah uh, they get a door ceremony, uh, the, the, which is what they refer to it, which is uh, the day that they come of age, gain their mag- magic power, and their bedroom, which is actually like a little pocket dimension. So like the kid that can talk to animals, he has like a whole jungle okay. in his room, and he's just got a whole bunch of animals that ran in there to live with him. Um, but yeah, Mirabelle was not given magic abilities. Usually what happens is you go and you touch your doorknob, and your latent abilities are awakened, yeah, and you now have your and and you, and you now have your own your own room. You're not sharing the nursery anymore. And when she did it, though, the door disappeared. It just like poofed, like um, when Thanos snapped his fingers. Okay, yeah, everyone disappeared. Yeah, and well, yeah, um, pretty much everyone. Yeah, the door, the door, <laughs> just the door, just yeah, the door just like just disappeared into dust. And so for and so and so the movie picks up years later. It's the next child's door ceremony, and. She see and 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 after that, everybody's partying in the kids' room, and she starts to see cracks appear in the house, like the the walls are starting to crack up. And she goes in to warn everybody, but they gaslight her by saying, "Oh, you're just emotional. You're 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 just sad and jealous and trying to make this about you, yeah, because the, this kid got powers and you didn't." Um, but things get more serious when certain members of the family start to feel their powers beginning to fade. Uh, turns out this all comes back to an estranged family, uh, estranged family member named uh, Bruno. That's uh, John Leguizamo's character. Okay. Uh, so Mirabelle takes it upon herself to seek him out, solve the mystery, and save the family. Uh, this movie, this movie hits pretty hard, honestly. It, it, it really, it really comes at comes at an emotional issue that I think everybody in, in, in different in different forms they all they all everybody feels this way sometimes uh, she's surrounded by all these like they're, they're very clearly exceptional people you know the super strength and flights and the ability to like sprout flowers out of the ground and things of that nature um, she is yeah she she fe- she feels really insecure because 
obviously she's just a normal person and she doesn't have any of these magical abilities and honestly the some of the family members got really used to having these powers and they kind of have this kind of privileged air about them they're a little they're a little insensitive and non-empathetic yeah. to mirabelle sometimes especially uh certain certain characters the there's kind of there's kind of a villain twist in this one and i want to spoil i don't want to spoil who it actually is although if you're really paying attention you will probably be able to figure it out pretty quickly pretty quickly yeah um but uh, but yeah, I I know I know that yeah the, the as 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 some as somebody who always worries that I'm not talented enough to hang with the people around me, um, yeah, this movie got me to the bone <laughs> like like right out of the gate. Yeah. And um, what I and but what I what I really liked about it though is that it plays kind of like an ant like the, the like the anti Incredibles. Um, anybody unfamiliar? Oh, I mean, I don't know how you're unfamiliar. Brad Bird's Pixar movie, The Incredibles. What's one of the that? Best. What's that? I'm messaging. I know, I knew you were. The, okay. no, everybody, yeah. everybody knows The Incredibles. You were about to cancel this podcast. <laughs> like, what? But yeah, if, if you are unfamiliar, Brad Bird directed The Incredibles, which is a which is a, the Pixar Pixar superhero movie. And yeah. um, at the time, it was a very uh, novel take on superhero mythos because it, it it dealt with what happens when the regular people who are around superheroes get sick of it all yeah. of the all of the hor- like 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 mr incredible he's trying to save him from this uh from this one like from this one super villain and he breaks his collarbone and the guy sues and yeah. eventually you know the the i think the i think the, the 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 u.s like just outlaws like superhero activity right so now all of these all of these superheroes now have to get normal jobs right that was a good movie it's fantastic yeah and um in, in like, that movie, yeah, I, 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 if you if you haven't seen The Incredibles, if, and I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to judge you. Just treat yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you, awesome. you, you should. I think the first one's better than the second one, but they're both, they're both pretty close together. Yeah, I didn't. I honestly, I didn't care for the second one. I think the first one was just so good. The first one is fantastic. I didn't think it is. It's really good. But the, uh, yeah. the, the, the kind of the kind of the, kind of the core lesson i guess at the, at the center i mean there there are there are positive things to take away from the the lessons in the incredibles yeah. but there is one element that never sat right with me and that's uh, they're not going to say exactly how this is conveyed to you but essentially one of the messages is that some people are just born you know better stronger more talented those people have a, have the responsibility to help everybody else and everybody else should just stay in their lane and it is evil to try to bring people up from their station yeah that's that 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 dimension has never quite sat right with me. There's a lot that I love about that movie, but I've never been a big fan of that. And that's actually kind of a running theme that exceptionalism in Brad Bird's movies. But that's that's another yeah. That's that's that's, that's a discussion for another day. I just leave that on the table. I don't I don't care. If that's their message. I don't care. It's a family or it's a you know it's an animated movie at the end of the day. Yeah, true. You know what I mean. Uh, but with but with Encanto, uh, the, the 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 lesson in that movie is more that. Yes, maybe some people like on the surface are seem to be more talented, more well adjusted, more of just 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 more honestly. Like, yeah. But um, everybody's everybody's got their problems. Like all like all of the um, this movie actually kind of plays like there's a little bit of like an overarching mystery to it. Uh, but in a lot of ways, this kind of plays a little bit like a sort of musical anthology. Um, a lot of the musical numbers are um, Mirabelle talking to family members and just kind of finding out that even though they seem like they sh- on paper should be happier than she is, they've got a lot on their plate. 
Yeah. And there's a certain character that is putting a lot of pressure on them to 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 um to perform and be perfect. Perfect is a word that comes up a lot. And so they're they're under a lot of strain and they're being kinda and, and, and they're 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 forcing themselves to 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 do things, like to like things that they don't really like to do because they want to come off as worthy of these right. gifts. And this movie kind of talks about how we need to accept that our, you know, gifts, and that's that's actually what the powers are called in this. Like, yeah, there's no powers, or it's just called um, the 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 event that gave them their gifts was called the miracle. No. And these are their gifts. It's a miracle. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, some and and um and, and some people may be more talented than others, you know, at, at certain things. Yeah. But that doesn't mean. Uh, on one on one side of the coin that they bear all the responsibility in the world and on the other side of the coin even if you don't feel like you're as talented powerful or important as certain people around you that doesn't mean that you're worthless yeah. you know sometimes there's 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 things that everybody needs you know mirabel has something about her that everybody needs and that ultimately saves the day yeah and so yeah it, it's it's and, and and that honestly is treated as like one of the most powerful you know superpowers of all of them yeah uh, and 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 I I just thought that was just really elegantly handled that they were able to, because because usually yeah usually they usually like filmmakers will pick one side they'll say okay well this is a movie for the this is a movie for the for the people who feel powerless this is somebody somebody you know you got like a like a bug's life kind of situation where like there's a guy who's a misfit yeah. or ants yeah yeah. Um, yeah, and um, and he and he finds a way to prove himself to the people around him. I think Sky High is like that too. A lot of people yeah. are comparing in concept to Sky High, but I think Sky High is a lot like that, where he doesn't have powers and he feels less than. But then he gets powers, yeah. and he and he and he and he, and he uses them, and everything's great. Um, in in the yeah in, in in this, it basically just it basically just tells us that you know you. It, it's 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 empowering for the people who do feel who do feel powerful, and it's empowering for the people who don't feel powerful. And honestly, that encompasses the human experience because everybody feels both those things at some point in their life. Yeah. Um, and sometimes at the same time, like that's that's kind of just my life is feeling both those things at the same time. Right. So yeah, this movie kind of really spoke to me on a on a on a way deeper level than I expected. I I expected to like this movie, but I was like, wow, I kind of needed to see this movie. Yeah. Um, this is one of my recent favorites, if you haven't already guessed that. Um, Byron Howard and Jared Bush have between them worked on uh, movies like Tangled, Moana, Zootopia, a lot like a lot of the quirkier Disney animated movies. Uh, it's some of my favorites. Um, one thing that's kind of neat about it that's uncommon for Disney movies is that it's, it's very small scale. They don't leave the home village. Um, it, it actually takes place entirely in, like, pretty much entirely in the house because there's all, there's always oh, different wow. pocket dimensions. And whenever they go to like one of the pocket dimensions, they're never there for all that long. It's not mm. that's not the focus. Like, it, it's actually very character driven. That's something you don't usually see. And like I said, all the music, like uh, most of the musical numbers, are about one of the family members and whatever burden it is that they're bearing. Okay. And so it's very yeah, it's very character focused. And I also love too that it, it's just well written, more well written than a lot of them are. One of my one. One thing that bugs me in Disney movies, and I mean, there are there are really great ones that that kind of use this kind of thing, like um, you know, Aladdin is a great example, yeah. um, where you know the, there's a there's kind of a serious melodramatic love story at the center of it, and then there's like one or two like funny guy characters to to lighten the mood. Right. This one doesn't have that. This is a, much like something like uh, like Tangled or Moana or something. 
Um, they took the they took the time and they took the care to spread the humor out over everyone in the story. It's just a really good comedy. Everybody's funny. Everybody's likable. Nobody's boring. You never feel too terribly sad. Yeah. And when they do get sad, they've earned it because you you love all these people. And yeah, it's just it's very very ugly handled. And of course, I would be remiss to not mention uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, who did all of the uh, the show tunes for this movie. Just kills it again. He's <laughs> everywhere lately. He's, he's, he's great. I, yeah. I, I'm a, it's, it's taking over. It's kind of funny. He's one of my he's one of my favorite like like one of my favorite like creatives out there right now. Yeah. Still haven't seen Hamilton. Still haven't gotten around to it. I, I he's he's he, like I I, I I love so many of his so many of so many songs that I've heard him write. Like Moana yeah. was where I was introduced to him. I think for the first time. I didn't even know he did Moana. Yeah, he, yeah. he did the musical. I Moana. haven't seen. I said I'm not a musical person, but I respect. Uh, you know creativity and excellence and he's obviously wouldn't be where he is today if he didn't have both of those things what's really cool about about his style is that um like because like, because i because i i because because people because people have referred to hamilton as like it's like a hip-hop opera yeah um but um and i and i thought okay that just sounds really really annoying that sounds insufferable honestly like the, yeah. the, 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 it's, it's like why, why do i want to see guys in the revolutionary period rapping that sounds yeah. so annoying but um, you get that a lot in um, Miranda's music. He is really good at doing like melodic hip hop. Like yeah. his songs, his songs are like you know he's got he's got that he's got that kind of complex rhyme scheme going like that, that that you get in like in like some of the best like rap and hip hop music. Sure. Uh, but he also knows how to wrap that into a melody, and so his songs are all catchy as hell. Like I I, I don't think there's a weak link in this entire in this entire movie. They're all like all the songs are great. Yeah. Um, it bugs me a little that he is finding himself in a place where he's uh, the Disney house musician. Not that I like resent him for, like for selling out or anything. Like he's mm. making this money. I'd do the same thing <clears throat> if I was in this position. But hell yeah, <laughs> I would. I would like to. I would. I, I. I would like to see him out there more doing things for doing things for 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 more companies. Like more more wild creative stuff like Hamilton. Yeah. Like you have to be a genuine crazy person to come up with the idea for Hamilton. <laughs> Sure, sure. And so, and and I and I think that power could be used somewhere other. I mean, keep keep working for Disney by all means. Yeah. I just would like to see you really stretch your like really just like stretch your legs. Like go 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 get nuts. Come up with something wild. Sometimes these filmmakers get stuck in deals too. Mm-hmm. You know where they gotta make so many movies. Yeah, this is I think his second project with yeah. Disney, and uh, there's gonna be a uh, live action Little Mermaid yeah, uh, so remake coming out. Sounds and like he's, it and could he's very writing well original. Be that. So- yeah, he's writing original songs for that one too. Yeah. Which you know what I'm not mad about. I you know I most of these Disney live action movies have been terrible, but no. I just for the sake of my own sanity, I need to I need to think maybe this one won't be. Maybe yeah. they'll figure it out this time. There was a time when comic book movies were terrible. You know, there was a time when a lot of genres were terrible, and they got you know they got switched around. So you know, I just hope they're doing something cool with because because that 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 really is like the only. That really truly is like the only value to some of these um, live action Disney Disney remakes is that they're playing with technology, and some people don't really believe it, but they are because, um, you know, Lion Lion King do not like that. It's, obviously, I'm talking about the John Favreau yeah um, sure. photorealistic animated movie. It's not live action, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the, it's photorealism, and um, they were playing around with like yeah photorealistic animals. And um, you know it, it's 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 a, it's a visually dazzling movie. Looks yeah. really cool, and they and they carried that technology forward. Um, the I 
I can't remember. I can't remember her name. Proxima, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the rocks. Uh, the rocks. Um, pets. Um, cheetah, I think, in Jungle Cruise. Yeah. She looks really cool. Like she, like I, you don't really buy her, but she is a very well done CGI. CGI oh, character. you're talking about the rocks, or I'm sorry, Dwayne Johnson's. Dwayne, uh, I'm, I'm always going to call him the Rock. Freaking, oh yeah, Can it's, you it's, smell it's, with the rocks cooking. It's, 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 the, it's the same thing. If um, if Aquafina ever starts going yeah. by her by her by her regular name for acting, I'm going to keep calling her Aquafina. Okay. I apologize. He's but the it's, Rock to me. Okay, he's going to be the Rock. Yeah, like you're watching him open up candy ass on people. Okay. <laughs> So he's always the rock. Okay. Uh, so just to wrap this up and yeah. get to our other movie, <laughs> Until um, we get into the rock. Even if you, even if you hate Disney, yeah. which I know a lot of people who do, um, I would recommend giving this one a shot anyway. Um, you know, that company is doing everything in the entertainment industry. It's easy to forget that, you know, these animated, these animated Broadway-style musicals, mm-hmm. this was their game for yeah. a while. This was the best thing they did. They were, like, they were like bringing home Oscars. Yeah. You know, I th- I'm pretty sure, like, Beauty and the Beast, uh, I, 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 I don't think it got it. But it was up for best picture. Yeah, I I, I can't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's I, possible. I, I'm, pre- I'm, pre- I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was at least up for best picture. You're talking about the original, right? Yes. Okay. No, not, <laughs> okay. The, not the not the Emma Watson one. Atrocious. Which, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I maybe 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 I was just maybe maybe I was just like in a good mood that day. I didn't totally hate it. I've never felt the need to go back I'm to Emma it. I'm Emma Watson, and I can play any British one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely, I, I would definitely suggest giving this one a shot. Um, you know, to do with Disney as evil as as evil as they are, um, I can never deny that the product that the, the products they put out are often good. Not uniformly, but the products they put like the, they 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 put out some really just dazzling, mind blowing stuff sometimes. Yeah. And um, you know, I I've I. I, I still I still stand by it. It's 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 <laughs> it's an absolute pain to try to get to try to get in there. But like some of the stuff at Disneyland, there's some really wild creative stuff going on there. From the studio that brought you. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, but yeah, they, I I I think they know they know they know the right people to pick the right the right talents to make movies and exactly how much freedom to give them. This is a just a very solid family movie. Definitely one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, I wish Disney would maybe get out of the art style they're in, yeah. but that's a conversation for another day. Like, there's a, there's actually there's a, there's a short that comes that, that comes that, that comes on before this movie. It's about it's a parent it's about par- it's, it's about parenting. And it stars uh, two raccoons, and they're, and they're doing this like really neat stuff with like cell shading. I'm like, where's that in the movies, guys? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I yeah, this one I definitely recommend. Into I don't have a segue for this one. <laughs> <laughs> It's a long semester, guys. Um, a movie that has absolutely nothing to do with uh, magic or Columbia. <laughs> um, on HBO, um, HBO Max, uh, you, you can see on HBO Max right now, um, 8-Bit Christmas. That was released the same day as Encanto. It was directed by uh, Michael Douse, and it stars Neil Patrick Harris, Winslow Fegley, Steve Zahn, and June Diane Raphael. Uh, it was based on a book by Kevin Jacobowski by the same name, which I had never in my life heard of. No, I haven't either. Uh, it focuses on an 11-year-old kid who who comes from a who lives in a small suburb of Chicago, which its name escapes me. <laughs> um, who desperately wants an NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, in case you're uh, young, I guess, uh, <laughs> for Christmas, in an age where parents are extremely suspicious of the medium. 
Uh, we follow him over the course of the season as he and his goofy group of friends come up with all kinds of harebrained schemes to get their hands on this seemingly impossible to attain video game console. Now I know what you're thinking. <laughs> that sounds insufferable, right? <laughs> Could be, yes. Uh, it's not. It's it really, I really, I, I, I yeah. Because I, if you, if you, if you, if you watch the trailer, I can like, I, I, I watched the trailer and I was like, I, this close like thrown off my mouth. I was like, this seems so annoying. I, no. I. <laughs> I'm not actually even sure like what really possessed me to watch this one, but I it, it, it's like I was saying earlier. I have to like I, I I see a movie that looks bad and I'm like, but what if it's not though? Yeah. What and, if? And sometimes that pays off and sometimes it doesn't. You know, I I went and I saw Cats and I will never unsee Cats <laughs> <laughs> because my curiosity got the better of me. <laughs> um, People tell me don't see something. I'm like, hmm, kind of makes you want to see it. I'm like, if it made you that mad, it, yeah. it, it got a reaction. Yeah. And honestly, that's that's how, that's, how, that's how it goes. And we'll actually get into something that made people mad in a minute. Mm. Um, yeah. So I don't have a lot of patience for overly um, overly rosy nostalgic pieces, mm-hmm. um, even when they're for thing even even when they're for things that existed while I was alive, and I could actually be nostalgic for them. You know, there are exceptions. Uh, that video from a few months ago where uh, Steve from Blue's Clues talks to you as an adult <clears throat> yeah, destroyed me. <laughs> I did not expect that. In a good like, way? Or, yeah. in, 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 in a good yeah, way. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. I, 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 was, I, I, I melted. I was supposed to be recording a podcast right after it. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, all right, get it together, get it together, get it together. Yeah, I remember that day. Yeah, I, in the class, I didn't, yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't expect, <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect Twitter to do that to me. I trying to I, choke I, I, up I a little bit. I was I, yeah I was very curious what that was but man that um but yeah as, as a whole what I prefer are like reimaginings are uh, reimaginings and uh, reexaminations of IPs and time periods. Yeah. Um, on Netflix I love um yeah, the, the the series uh, Cobra Kai which is the Karate Kid continuation. Yeah. And um, which I, I, I guess not a lot of people saw because it really just they 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 they're already rebooting the franchise 2017's uh, Power Rangers reboot. Oh god. Loved that. I I loved that movie because um there was a little bit of nostalgia in there, but I felt like they were trying to like in the case of the, the in case of Cobra Kai, they're re examining something kind of goofy through a more mature lens. Yeah. That's a good great way of saying it. And in the case of Power Rangers, they are playing around with the idea of trying to like ground something that is famously heightened. Yeah. Power Rangers is out of hand. Oh yeah. I must have seen that movie, I think it was ninety five with uh Frank, uh, uh, David Frank, John David Frank in it. Oh right? yeah, the original crew. Yeah, I must have seen that like so many times as a kid, so many times, man. and I thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. No, no, I, I, I feel you. And then I, you get older, you watch it again. And you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, like, you're like, what is what is happening? What yeah. what is that? And, and does this mean you find out like what the story is behind Power Rangers? Right. Just, they're just we we basically we basically cap we were capitalizing on the popularity of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. and using footage that we just happened to have right. of a Japanese kaiju series. Pretty much, it's ridiculous. It's such a stupid idea for a franchise. Um, and the the 2017 Power Rangers movie, I was a little, I mean, it's not a perfect movie or anything. Yeah. Um, but I found it kind of charming, just the fact that they're like, let's 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 try let's try to like figure out a way to make this not stupid. And obviously, you can't totally. Same with yeah. Cobra Kai, you can't make Karate Kid not at least a little bit stupid. Yeah. It's very silly and very campy. Grown ass men fighting karate. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, and uh, but, but with with this one, they decided, okay, what if we did like, what if we did like um. It's like the Breakfast Club, but they 
become superheroes. Yeah. Like they have to like learn how to how to how to how to work as a team. Right. So that they can become superheroes and fight the crazy donut eating lady. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I, I, just, I I I like when they take something when when they take a swing. I like, and that's exactly why I respect the Last Jedi so much. The uh, Star Wars Episode Eight. Um, took a famous and iconic character, and it had just the nerves of steel necessary to run with a completely <laughs> yeah. different interpretation than what was, than what was popularly accepted. Yeah. I'm not here to start anything, so I'm not going to dive into whether or not I thought it 100% worked. I really just no. don't want to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, because I feel like if I if I if I if I if I say anything one way or the other about how I felt about the Last Jedi, someone's going to smell it over the internet, and I'm going to get flamed on Twitter. <laughs> I don't think people really care as long as you don't you don't bad talk Joker again. Ugh. You know, because <laughs> she didn't have a problem talking bad about Joker on here. But Star Wars, like where said, you I'm, draw I'm the just, line. It's been a long semester. I just don't have the fight in me right now. <laughs> yeah, that's one good of these thing. days. One of these days. One of these days, we're gonna get down and we're gonna have a full length conversation about that. <laughs> over the over over the over the over the break, let's just do yeah. a live stream where we just watch the watch through Joker. <laughs> yeah. We watch it and we do commentator. Yeah. Commentator. And I just get mad over and over and over again. You yeah. get mad at me for getting mad. Yeah. And it's yeah. Yeah. Be a great everybody, show. everybody stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for that one. Um so yeah. I'm not gonna say that um I, I, I'm not going to say whether or not I thought the Last Jedi's Luke angle worked, but I'm just I'm just saying that I like I like the idea of being able to you know shove nostalgia aside a little bit because yeah. it can be it, it it can really it can really trap things in one place and it can be insufferable sometimes. Yeah. Um, and this movie is at times a little bit insufferable with its blind goonish '80s nostalgia. But uh, this movie is more new, and, and honestly, I think what really like made me not patient for '80s nostalgia. Um, I watched like three seasons. I binge watched three seasons of The Goldbergs on ABC. Mm-hmm. That's too much. That's too much in one go of that yeah. show. Never, had, never really liked that show. Oh God, yeah. It's it's just it's just it's just it's just, it's just was, the '80s were just the greatest time period of all of all of them. The greatest no. decade that ever occurred in human history. And nothing bad happened during the '80s. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Certainly not any kind of like Cold War or anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Um. It. This movie. This movie does. And that, and that was the. 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 That was the feeling I got when I saw the trailer for this movie. Was that this looks like the Goldbergs? This looks a. This looks a lot like the Goldbergs. But um, what I'd say, the way I describe this movie is uh, if you took A Christmas Story and you crossed it with some of the weird surreality of that John Cusack movie, uh, Better Off Dead. Oh, I love that movie. And uh, you put a little bit of Princess Bride on top of it. It sounds really good, then, because you just named two really good movies, one... Nostalgia. The problem is that it just doesn't. It just doesn't run with. It just doesn't run with that concept as well as it could. You know the, that, like the, the it, it, it is very charming. I will say this yeah. movie is very. This movie's got a lot of charm to it. It, it, it helped me. It helped me forgive some of the some of the goofy shortcomings. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I I honestly would call this movie just a pretty much like a straight up like like a straight up like 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 modern retelling. Of, well, not modern. You know what I mean, like like up like upscaled, like like it. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, because Christmas Story was an '80s movie that took place, I believe, in the '40s or '50s. I was thinking Jingle All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, oh boy, let's, let's not let's not get into that. You know what? Actually, if you, I love that movie. <laughs> if you want to know how I feel about Jingle All the Way, go on Hulu and watch the uh, Solar Opposites Christmas Special. That, that, that movie, that movie, that 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 Christmas special just roasts Jingle All the Way all the way through, and just calls out everything I feel about that movie. Such a good movie. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, this movie is basically basically like a Christmas story, uh, except instead of a gun, the kid wants an NES. Okay. Um. I would call it a remake and just call it a day, but since that movie wasn't given a base, since that original movie wasn't given a based on credit, I'm just forced to call it a knockoff, which that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. You know? um, I don't want to spoil exactly how this movie plays out. I mean, I'm willing to bet you can guess. You won't hear it from me directly, but I'm pretty sure people can figure out where this goes, especially judging by what I'll say about it in a minute. In a minute. Um, what I'll say is that this movie kind of improves on the movie that inspired it. Because yeah. Yeah, because we because I'm I'm pretty sure we all know. I mean, TBS runs this movie 24 hours a day. You've probably seen at least a few minutes of it. Yeah. He gets the, the kid at Christmas Story. He gets the BB gun ultimately. Because right. his tongue he tongue stuck on the pole. That's Christmas Story, right? Yes, that was okay. a different kid though. Okay. Yeah. No, I've seen that movie a thousand times. I could okay. like I could like I could like let me spin you a yarn yeah. about Christmas Story. Um, yeah, and um. Yeah, the, the Christmas Story is a movie that you know I'll always have a soft spot for, but I've largely kind of grown out of it. Okay. Um, it does the same kind of thing as Christmas Story, but it does so in a way that doesn't glorify or romanticize uh, bad behaviors. Because um, Christmas Story, there's, you know, there's a lot of materialism, there's a fair bit of violence, and uh, you know, a little bit of little bit of a <laughs> sharp right turn at the very end of the movie with some racism. Yeah. It gets, it gets real weird. Um, this movie avoids all of those things and actually has some surprisingly good messaging about family and the value of the season, uh, de-emphasizing the importance of presence, which is such a rare thing in Christmas movies. Like a lot of them are just like, oh yeah, you 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 found the perfect present for your for your kid or for your you know Arnold Schwarzenegger got the Ultraman for Anakin Skywalker, you know, like he's, yeah. you know, and. Um, you know, but 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 this one this one actually comes down in a little bit more of a um, you know a the true NES was inside of him all along that kind of thing. Um, it's a little bit annoying at times. The jokes are a little juvenile. It's a kids movie though. Why am I gonna be mad? Yeah. Uh, but there's a good heart beating behind it. Um, I've been having a particularly cynical year lately, especially because I've been I've been uh, up until just the very recent um, the very the, the very recent present um, unemployed. So I wasn't even sure. Am I going to be able to afford to buy my family any Christmas presents? Yeah. It's um, a hard feeling. Yeah. And um, and so I was having a very, very bummed out year. But, you know, this movie actually kind of just said, you know, no, it's not all about, it's not all about, the, there's, it, it, in fact, it's very little of it is actually about the gifts. There's more, there's more to it than that. Yeah. The kid actually, because, because in, in Christmas Story, Ralphie just narrow-mindedly, he just, he has tunnel vision. He's like, I am going to get that fucking gun. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get that gun and that's all he cares about. But yeah. in this one there's other subplots, you know. The kid the kid's got a group of friends that he helps with things and his sister, you know, desperately wants a cabbage patch kid for yeah. which which is another which is another very difficult to get your hands on toy around that around that holiday season. And you know, he's he's got this whole subplot where he's like working with her to try to help her get one. And there's just this lot, and, and 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 yeah, the the way it ultimately shakes out 
a little bit predictable, I guess, but it's very refreshing for a Christmas movie that that that, that it comes down to the thing. And and there's also kind of a fun. The reason the movie's so surreal is because it's being it's it's being done with a kind of uh, unreliable narrator frame device. Neil Patrick Harris is the kid, mm-hmm. grown up, and he's telling his um his daughter the story of how he got his NES. Okay. And so and so and so they'll, they'll and so they'll, and so they'll go back and forth. And like, and like sometimes he'll like. And so, and so, and so, like sometimes she, like, and he's having trouble remembering things, and she'll like mess with them, like, 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 it, like it shows him, like, it shows him, like, riding his, riding his bike. Yeah. And he was like, "Were you wearing your helmet, Dad?" And he's like, "Um, of course I was." And then you know, there's a, and then the helmet appears on his head. Right. Was it what? What? What color was it? Was it green? And it's, it was actually blue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. I guess it was green, and it turns green. You know, it's just that that, that kind of they, they they have a little bit of fun with that kind of stuff, and yeah. there's just this heightened bit of there's just it, 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 it's kind of got a little bit of an everybody hates Chris kind of quality to it too, a little bit yeah. of a little bit of a surreality, and so a lot of that's really fun. Um. So yeah, I there's there yeah there's great performances, a very interesting tone, um, a trite but entertaining soundtrack. You know, you hear all the you hear all of the you hear all the standards in there pretty much. Right. You hear some Wang Chung. I'm pretty sure I picked up on some Simple Minds in there. You know, just the the, the you know this the standard stuff. You, you turn on Jack FM, you'll hear it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm, 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 Jesus, I'm, 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 I'm down here dropping, I'm down here dropping specific Southern California references. Name dropping again. 93.1 Jack FM is a classic rock-ish station in this area, guys, just in case you're listening from out of town. Um, you know, and, and, and it just, and it also just has a good set of messages on it that, that I was, that I, that I was very surprised to see because I was going to be very bummed out the amount of like pushing they do for the NES, like how cool the NES is and how cool the power glove is and how all, all this, all this crazy kind of stuff. I was worried that like, so, 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 so what this kid's going to like devote his entire existence to something stupid and then get it. <laughs> That's a boring story, but no, it, it actually, it actually comes down in a more, in a more interesting way than you think. A little bit of a twist at the end that I that I really appreciated. It's not you know unpredictable. It's not going to like blow your mind or anything, but it's refreshing. Uh, so yeah, I I honestly say this is a Christmas movie. It's not amazing, but it'll put you in a good mood. All right. It needed a better title though, because it's a stupid stupid title. Eight bit Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's it's it sounds it's it sounds like a working title. It sounds like they're it sounds like they're trying to like yeah. film a Christmas movie and like they don't want people to know what it is. So, so they so they come up you know yeah like, yeah like like Blue Harvest was what Star Wars was called. Yeah, like a working title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know what? It's very soft recommend. If you want, if if you've seen all the standards, you know you're just sick to death of. Um, of Elf and It's a Wonderful Life and so Christmas Story and and I I don't know how you get sick of Elf. I I saw that movie. I saw that movie in um, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw I saw that movie at like a, like a rescreening. I had, I had a couple hours to kill, so I yeah. kind of like jumped in on a screening. Um, and I, and I watched it. That movie holds up hard. The movie is really funny. Oh, it's hilarious. I I I, I thought it wasn't gonna hold up, but I'm like, my God, this movie is amazing. It's it's hilarious. And Bad Santa, if you're a little bit older. I have not seen Bad Santa yet. Oh, my God. You got to watch that movie, man. I love Billy Bob Thornton, so. (laughs) He's perfect. He's not even acting. He's just Billy Bob Thornton. (laughs) He's just out there just being a jerk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I think... so I think that, yeah, like I said, soft recommend on that movie, and I think that'll do it for us this week, a little bit shorter than usual. All right. Uh, so make sure you keep an eye on this podcast network. Uh, 
and all the fantastic shows we have for you. Uh, we're coming up on our last week, actually, of podcasts. So next week, we'll see the season finales of all of our shows. Uh, um, Field of View, our sports podcast with Brian Calderon and Jesus Coronel. Uh, they discuss they discuss a lot of uh, local sports. Uh, there's also uh, Rerun Shuffle. There's going to be um, two more of those, actually, than, that, that, that you'll be able to hear pretty recently. Um, that's, a TV, that's a TV rewatch show that I host with our editor-in-chief, Leo Cabral. Uh, we take a look at a different episode of a different show every week and discuss how it works or doesn't work in the modern world. Uh, last week we talked about uh, season two, episode eighteen of Malcolm in the Middle, which is called uh, Reese Cooks. Malcolm in the Middle is one of my favorite shows, so I was very excited to be able to get in on that. Um, and this week we're going to be talking BoJack Horseman. I love that show. That um, is season five, episode nine, Ancient History, um, which, as many BoJack Horseman episodes do, hurt my feelings, but. Not as badly as I thought it would. There, there are definitely episodes that messed me up worse than that one. It's a good show. It's a very, very excellent show. Just it's uh, deep too. D- oh, oh no! Like, like no! Like you, you, like you will, you'll, you'll. St- I, I think everybody will like, at some point in that show, see themselves in it. Yeah. And not like it. <laughs> like you, it really, it really makes you re-examine your life. It's a really good show. And it's crazy yeah. because there's also um, anthropomorphic animals and like yeah. lots and lots of puns. Oh yeah! Oh, like yeah. like dumb jokes. The episode Anuendo's we just watched. Windows puns. Yeah. The, 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 the episode we did. The episode. The episode. Um, the episode we're watching this week. Um, there's just the, the, like like just dumb dumb jokes. They go to they go to a hospital that's just called Saint Bernard's Hospital. <laughs> like it is like yeah. the dumbest stuff. But uh, yeah, fantastic cast. Um, Will Arnett, uh, Allison Brie, um, Aaron Paul of yeah. all people. Oh yeah, and he's hilarious in that show. Yeah. I mean, he's funny in Breaking Bad too, as uh, Jesse. But like, he's really funny in this show because this is Jesse. Basically, if he didn't get into if he didn't get into like super hard drugs, I mean, Todd's Todd's a weed guy, right? Yeah, he doesn't get it. He's not he's not into meth and heroin and stuff yeah. like Jesse is. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, so yes, I believe that will uh, wrap everything up for us. Uh, we will see you one more time next week, and uh, then it'll be uh, yeah, we're we're gonna go on hiatus until the spring so until then uh, we will see you next time peace